0: As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world. Comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster.
1: We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics,
0: we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, uh, Two True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV, and uh, just just the two of us this time. Um, we can
1: make it if we try.
0: Me and that guy, Scott 2.0 and the hair metal hero. Uh, hey, everybody. Not exactly singing hair metal there, but... No, that's all right. Yeah. That's, just, that's just a good song. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Um, used to get that on the, the K-Tel records I used to get as a child.
1: Yeah. K-Tel records.
0: <laughs> you know it. More bang for your buck. All the hits in one place. Yeah. Hey, is that
1: Freedom Rock, man? <laughs> yeah,
0: I probably well, had. No, I, I resisted Freedom Rock. That was Time Life music, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I started buying those <laughs> up when I did a DJ service. Those were invaluable for a DJ service. Of services. course. Back I like- in the old days when you actually didn't. Just get everything off iTunes.
1: Yeah, it's like, can I just have all the number ones from the 80s, please? Can I have all the number ones from the 50s? Yes, I want mall shop memories. Give it to me. Yeah, the
0: market provides gay capitalism.
1: Uh, but we're back this
0: week, going to start doing our Agents of Shield and uh CD, CWDC universe uh, for a while, yeah. Because um, we got off on kind of a little uh, Supergirl tangent there for a couple of months. Because how could we not? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's nice to look at. Well, you know, don't judge us. Um, <laughs> I just like the show. Yeah, no, it's a great show too. But but I mean, this was kind of our original plan. You know, man plans and and God laughs. As they say, yes, um, so but I figured we'd get back on track. We left our boys at shield there in a precarious uh, position after mm-hmm. learning a little more about uh, brain fill surgery and, and all that. And uh, obviously, we haven't got that far into either Flash or Arrow yet. So, yeah. but first, yeah. a little uh, business um, because so I like to do these things when we rarely get them, you know, as soon as possible. But we got ourselves another email, and not yeah. from someone who's been on the show. So yeah, all right, but from a fellow podcaster. So that's Excellent. very cool. This is from uh, Murph Tipton. Um, hey, Murph, who does the uh, Hero Unabridged podcast, which you should definitely search for. It's like a comic uh, index show, basically. And he's been doing. So- I listen to some of his stuff. Uh, he's doing about the Spectre, which I. Kind of inspired me between him and Trentus Magnus, inspired me to find some some Specter comics and start reading it. I'm really
1: getting into it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, start listening to that because I want to. I want to definitely hear the coverage about when Hal Jordan became the Specter if they get to that point. Oh, so yeah, I'm sure they will. He's
0: he's as ruthless, you know. he's yeah, decided this is, this... he's
1: gonna live to 150 like us and be able. to do all, right. all these. things. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, this just hearing about this show and, and, and reading about it. I haven't listened to it yet. It's going to uh, top of my top of my stack for listening because it sounds very interesting
0: well he gives us a very nice uh right about last episode too hey guys i'm listening to your review of powerless how damn disappointing was this show i had not, <laughs> I had not heard that it was originally supposed to be an insurance company all that sounds like about a hundred times better than this crap Yeah. I think we generally agreed with you, Murph. I had originally heard there was a damage control show in the works and could not have been more excited, as did we. Uh, Something about a company getting rich, tearing down, and rebuilding the same building over and over again due to Super (laughs) Battle sounds like a comedic goldmine. Yes, it does. Yeah. Instead, we get an unfunny, unfunny, oddly stylized small-town girl moving to the big city show. Fuck me and fuck my life.
2: (laughs) I'm right there with you, Murph.
0: Yeah, anyway, I love this show. I'll catch you guys later. Murph Hero on a Bridge podcast. And it sounds like my people, obviously, if you end your letter with
1: fuck me and fuck my life. Uh, You know what? Here's the thing, though. (laughs) I I understand what you say, Murph, but here's the thing. We're in an age now where they're going to keep pumping out superhero-related television, It prints those Benjamins, baby. Yep. Not all of them are going to be winners, but, you know, at least they're trying stuff, you know? So the more they do, the more chance there are of things hitting, and also the more chance there is of things not hitting,
2: so...
0: Yeah, as this a, a follow-up, I, I have kept watching it, actually, get <laughs> some am the fucking masochist that way. I could not <laughs> myself to watch <laughs> no, anything just, after it. I think 22 minutes out of my busy day, isn't, isn't going to kill me for a couple good DC jokes, and it's gotten marginally better, but it's never something that I'm going to...
1: Honestly, if you want to see funny stuff related to the DC universe right now, watch Teen Titans Go cuz that show is hilarious. Oh, I have seen a couple episodes. Is that a newer, a newer thing or what the older one? That's that the newer one. The newer mysterious. one is uh, the the shorter segments. They're 11-minute segments in their comedy. Mm-hmm. And, but it's they definitely play with the mythology of the DC universe quite a bit. So, if you're looking for jokes in the DC realm, Teen Titans Go is where where to go.
0: And it says we're doing some good uh, recommendations. I've been checking out uh, DC Action or uh, Justice League Action, which is also just like 12 minute little uh, vignettes. And so there's a lot of action, you know. They they cut right to the chase. Like here's your heroes, here's your villains, but punchy, punchy. And that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so and they, and it's as we were talking before we started recording. Really, it's it's a little bit in the vein of of Brave and the bull, but not intentionally Excellent. silly. It's it's a pretty it takes itself seriously. But there's a good couple little jokes in there. But um, they're playing with a lot of characters. Like they've already had a Justice League Dark and. You know, and then they've had, of course, the Trinity probably. I think let it off, and um, so it's going to be one of those. It's going to be Justice League Unlimited, you know, shrunk down to bite size, and so I'm cool with that. Yeah, I am definitely cool with that. uh, We got a lot to cover tonight. Um, Couple, well, at least my Arrow episode was pretty dense, but we're going to (laughs) let you start off with. Um, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 12, I think we're
1: at, right? Yeah, we are uh, about halfway through. This is about the halfway point for the first season. Uh, The episode is titled Seeds, and uh, I will do my best to piece together a synopsis here. Uh, So we start off um, at a S.H.I.E.L.D. science and technology academy, uh, and there's a couple of students, and they're going to the the school's uh, indoor pool. To go swimming, two of them jump in, and a third uh, girl named Callie uh, she chooses not to go swimming in the pool. Shortly after the kids are in the pool, Callie notices that the water in the pool is freezing up, and it's going to quickly freeze the the kids in the pool. She screams for them to get out. And noticing the ice, they start to swim to the side of the pool. One of them makes it out the other uh, is guy who gets his leg frozen in the ice. Uh, this kid's name is Seth and he wouldn't have made it out of the ice if it wasn't for another student named Donnie who is uh, at the pool but not um, not going swimming or anything. was just sort of hanging out studying. Um, Donnie's kind of a loner kid. Doesn't really have any friends. Uh, you could say he's a loner Donnie. No, a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a loner Donnie. A <laughs> rebel. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want some other crappy bike. Open door, I have to go through. I oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of my favorite movies of all time. But this is not this is not the Paul Rubens podcast, though. We could probably sure. get a handful of episodes out of that. Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> Someone should. So we get the uh, Agents of Shield bumper, and uh, we come back to the team who are all uh, riding the bus. Uh, Skyward Fitz and Simmons are looking at a image on uh, their tablet, which uh, is a picture of a machine that actually froze the pool. Uh, as they're talking, Fitz and Simmons mentioned that they are going to the academy where they're going to examine the machine and talk to uh, whoever might be involved. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Coulson is uh, also – what. You know, we've got the, the stuff going on with uh, him finding out about part of what's, what happened in Tahiti, but not the full story yet. Um, and he's looking in his office about his de- pictures of, about his death. May walks in and tells Colson that he needs to stop obsessing over it because it's really not going to change anything. She then distracts Colson with another mission to find out more about Skye's past. Uh, so we've got our branching storyline here uh so we've got the the a story of what happened at the Shield Science Academy and then we also have the uh, finding out about Sky. So Fitz and Simmons uh, Ward and Sky head to the uh, science Academy and uh, they're giving uh, a lecture there and during the lecture, um, you know, just because they happen to be there, they're going to talk to the students. You know, it's kind of cool. You'd want to see the the most famous graduates of the school talking to you. And, uh, during yeah, their, like rock stars. Yeah, they're, they they're are like, the rock stars. They're rock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, during their, uh, lecture to the students, uh, Donnie starts to freeze from the leg up and, uh, Fitz and Simmons are able to, uh, inject him with something that's going to keep him from dying sky notices a small device and uh, she smashes it to stop the freezing process so uh things are afoot at the shield science academy uh the rest of the team uh goes to hang out in the student uh Sent that basically the students hang out they they made the boiler room of the science academy the the hangout because that was the only place where people could let off steam ha, ha, ha. and they party uh, better than operations, baby. and they party better than operations, yes, yeah. well, if they look like gemma, then yeah i'd want to party <laughs> with them uh, um, it, realizing that uh, Donnie's kind of a like the the loner outcast kid Fitz goes to befriend him to see if anybody would target him uh, and he's impressed with some of the blueprints for devices and 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 little mock-ups that uh, Donnie has in his room that he's been privately designing. And Fitz happens to give him some advice to perfect his uh, technology. So switching back to the other story uh, regarding Sky's lineage, uh, researching what happened with Skye, Coulson and uh, May get some information on the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Uh, that died uh, getting uh, Sky to uh, the, the orphanage. Um, and it was a woman named, uh, an agent named Linda Avery. Uh, so she she died, uh, went off the grid after uh, investigating what was happening in China. Uh, the whole team that is involved with the background of Sky was investigating an 084. Again, that's an unidentified object, right? And remember that from earlier in the season. And the 084 happens to be... Baby dun, Sky. Dun, dun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all of the other agents in the village died to protect her. And uh, Avery hid the child in the foster system, uh, installing a shield protocol to ensure that she be moved from one foster home to another every couple of months to protect her. Uh, May and Colson happen to find out uh, a living partner of Avery, uh, and they're going to head to uh, Mexico to see if they can get some information out of him. Going back to the science academy story, uh, we find out that uh, the last kid out of the pool, uh, Seth and Donnie, uh, believe it or not, have been working on um, some technology that they're going to try to sell to a man named Ian Quinn, um, who's uh, 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 to here. the. To yeah. To to most of the world, he'd be a venture capitalist. Uh, but we find out in conversation later in the episode that he is tied to uh, Hydra, as he talks about the clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. Um, so Seth and Donnie, they have their full size freezing machine that Fitz unwilling unknowingly gave information on how to create. To Donnie uh, They've contacted Ian to pick them up The device is ready, they want to sell it And uh, Quinn's realizing There's too much heat, so he says Yeah, if you really want me to buy this thing, prove it I need to see that it works, turn it on And you know I'll come pick you up uh, He's got no intentions of picking up the two uh, Tech students uh, He's going to turn the plane around That he was on, and he's not going to pick them up The freezing machine Causes a massive storm to happen
0: blizzard, And uh, some might say
1: What's that? A blizzard, some might say. Yes, a blizzard. <laughs> uh, so while all that's going on, uh Colson and uh May we'll get back to this story real fast. They find the par- uh the partner of uh Linda Avery, um and now I can't remember his name, uh son of a gun. Um t- I can't remember his name. Uh, but regardless, they find uh, the partner, and he talks about – he really is the one who gives Coulson and, and May the story about how uh, Avery put the protocol in place to protect the girl. Um, and the, the male partner of Avery, he's like, I really don't want to know what's going on. Uh, just let me know one thing. Is is the kid Okay. Uh, and of course, May and Colson are able to say, yeah, she's she's fine. And he's like, well, maybe it was all worth it then. Uh, so realizing that bringing this um, agent that ran away after the incident with Sky uh, back into the fold would potentially cause him to be killed. Uh, they decide that they'll just let him off somewhere over wherever <laughs> they're flying back to drop you <laughs> off over the ocean. We'll drop you off o- or somewhere over the 3000 miles that we're going to be flying back to the Shield uh, <laughs> yeah, Academy. Pick spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It
0: sounded uh, like they really were going to drop him off, too.
1: Like, here's a parachute. and They have flying technology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have. You know, yeah. they could have given him a little jet pack or something. Sure. Or... I'd want yeah. a jet
0: pack. And my motherfuckers, I'm taking a jet pack with me.
1: Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook a brother up. <laughs> yep. Oh, jetpack technology would be rad. You know how many accents they would be. Oh my god. Wait for so it. it. It's probably coming. Flying I, cars and the like. Technology that should probably not get out. We don't need people randomly flying into houses and shit. No. Oh, uh, man. Oh, insurance rate would go way through the roof. Um, okay. Uh, so getting back to our A storyline, uh, the machine that Donnie and Seth have set off is not stopping. They try to reverse it, realizing that whatever money they would get is going to be useless if they're dead, uh, and they don't realize that Ian Quinn has left them high and dry. He's not going to come back for them anyway. Uh, while trying to shut down the, um, the weather machine, uh, Seth is struck by lightning or the machine, I should say, is struck by lightning. And uh, Seth is um, blasted away from it. And uh, Donnie uh, is kind of left out to dry. (laughs) He can't stop the machine. Things are getting worse. And there's really no way for anybody to get to Donnie to try to help him out. Uh, So the only option that's left is to take the bus, fly above the cloud level, find the eye of the storm, and then (laughs) May has to uh, descend into the eye of the storm and land right above where Donnie and the machine are. Uh, let's see here. She's just the pilot to do it. Debra. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She, she, well, she doesn't age apparently. So Jesus, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. She's been an L&D uh, all this time. Wait. Yeah, that would be a bitch. Uh, <laughs> That's just a recent development. Uh, the storm passes, and uh, Donnie's going to be taken away and incarcerated. He's going to be sent to the S.H.I.E.L.D. sandbox, uh, which is really where you really want to go if you're at the tech school. But they're not doing it as a career advancement for him. They're doing it because they're going to need to keep an eye on him. Okay. While Donnie is being spirited away to uh, the sandbox, uh, he runs his finger along the window, uh, showing that he's able to now ice things over. So he has developed some cryo biokinetic abilities from the machine uh, that he was working on and uh, Coulson taking uh, Seth's uh, phone calls Ian Quinn to let him know that uh, they've got their eyes on them and that's where Ian Quinn uh, says the clairvoyant does say hello so um, yeah the threat of Hydra is looming uh, in the the clairvoyant Uh, we haven't gotten all that information yet we don't
0: know their Hydra yet man Oh, set feed. Spoilers. <laughs> come on. I'm right. sorry. David Pasquale actually watches this show. It's not Fear the Walking Dead that he only listens to the podcast, so I don't think we're spoiling anything.
1: Well, these are spoilers <laughs> for a five-year-old show now, so. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, the Clairvoyant and Centipede. You uh, want us yes. to keep quiet, you could pay us, and then we consider it. But uh, I wouldn't be able to keep quiet. Uh, <laughs> no. So things are starting to tie together. We do get that nice little bit of backstory about uh, Sky. We have, like, uh, two and,
0: secret origins in this. It's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. Skies um, yeah. And,
0: and Blizzard. The and we're only,
1: we're only scratching the surface of yeah. Sky's backstory. It, it gets far more interesting later on. Um, this,
0: that is the name of Blizzard in the comics, right? This Donnie guy. Is oh, I'm sure is I squeed really about Hold that. On. Hold on, let's no, find I out. No, I believe it is. I squeed about it. It is when Blizzard, I first, yes. Yeah. So it's uh, essentially yeah, his secret origin, which is you know, this is the one of the instances that I. I like point to people and be like, Yeah, see it is about the Marvel universe, whiners. Oh yeah, it's
1: whatever. I'm past all talking about all that at
0: this point. Oh no, I just think it's yeah. great. That's that's what I always thought this this show would be best at. That you can do these super villain had gravitar, yeah, you can set up a supervillain origin.
1: And like and then if they want to use him in a movie, right. they can. If they the want basket. to use him on the T V show they can. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same actor, you know. Uh, it, but they're playing in the Marvel universe yeah. and I that's why we're watching it. And yeah, it's fun. It's Plus I like all of these shield agents. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good little episode. Uh, it's not really Earthship, you know, there's no crazy action or anything in it. Uh, it's more of a, a drama episode, uh, but it's uh, it does the job. It definitely uh, keeps your interest going with, just as we're scratching the surface of what happened to Phil, we're also going to scratch the surface of Sky's background and get a little bit more of a look at what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s logistical operations and... Yeah training operations are outside of actually being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, yeah. uh, which I think is really cool. I love that shit, yeah.
0: And yeah. a g- great uh, episode for the science nerds. You know, the time spent was split pretty much down the middle between the two storylines, but, I mean, yeah. I love just, just, they always eat up the screen together, Fitzsimmons, so.
1: Yeah. And it, well, and I, Well, in the first season, yeah, as the as the series progresses, they definitely each get their own kind of places to play Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah and i mean those two are just so much fun to watch anyway um just helped drive home the point that yeah
0: colson's got the best of the best on his team because you know we know that about may we know that about ward we know that sky is the stray they picked up but it's like this really drives home that FitzSimmons are fucking they are known and you know well regarded
1: within within shield so that's very cool Yep. Rock star scientist. Yeah. yeah, I had a good I had a good time with this one. Yeah, it's a it's a fun one. Definitely, uh, it's kind of episode you need about halfway through the season, you know. So yeah, it's
0: still uh, throwing us the breadcrumbs, but you know the, the, they've always been good about that. They've always had fairly good timing, except that they they were kind of plagued by. I mean, I rewatch them now and I can binge them, but when it yeah. first hit the air, they had a lot of problems, which probably didn't help the ratings. As far as scheduling, I mean, they'd go a couple episodes and take a, a four-week break, and it was usually because of something else going on in the world that demanded coverage, so they didn't want to compete with it, but uh, it was kind of very sporadic. Um, but you can see the way the writing flowed and that they, they definitely had these beats that they,
1: they, they kind ended on and then took
0: care of well, some they, other they stuff. knew
1: they they were kind of hamstrung anyway knowing that the back half of the season was going to have to be the reveal of uh, Hydra yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so so it's they had to play with play on that line um but and
0: they, I, they kept the Phil story going very well i, I yeah. thought it was very well timed and, and I mean and showed you a lot early on you know right about the half of the season but still just it wasn't over uh yeah, you know, they still
1: left you enough little No, well, you think you know everything, but not really. And, I mean his story really isn't even resolved until really the end of season two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh a lot of stuff a lot of stuff yet to come with uh with these characters. Some more than others. Grant Ward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh we started getting getting some more stuff accomplished over on uh arrow too so I yeah we're very
1: early on in that so let's uh, let's jump back into that yeah. too yeah, that, yeah. this show is still in it's early stages as well yeah this was a real good one though especially in here yeah. we also get a little uh, we get a nice little DC easter egg in this one um, which one is it let me see if I know what it is already uh, they talk about um, Broom Street or whatever it is or oh maybe the not it's, you
0: know, the, the, the gang itself
1: oh okay well they talk about uh all right we'll get there we'll get there my name is oliver queen
2: for five years i was stranded on an island with only one goal survive oliver queen is alive now i will fulfill my father's dying wish to use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning mice to do this i must become someone else i must become something else
0: uh, it's uh, episode six of season one, Legacies, is the uh, the title. And we open it up with an uh, exciting bank robbery scene whose perpetrators are wearing uh, hockey masks with playing card patterns on them. Hmm, who could Can that be? Can you say DC Royal first. Flush Gang? Yeah, I'll have a squee moment. Um, unfortunately, I, like, my first experience with the Royal Flush Gang was, like... Uh, the the 1987 Justice League where Booster Gold is battling them, and they had Ace was a giant robot, um, so I was kind of bummed there wasn't... Yeah, there's been a lot of... Well, well, this was still... This is
1: the season where everything's grounded,
0: Scott. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we haven't gone crazy yet. Um, But still, you know, instantly you knew it's like, Royal Flesh Gang. Anyway, a cop who was in the bank prepares to act, but another scared victim basically gives him away and gets him shot. Well done, citizen. The thieves realize that trouble is coming, and one of them is ready to pretty much cap everyone in the place, but instead we uh, see all the people in the bank run out the door wearing masks. Um, Clever. hmm <laughs> And the two thieves escape through a tunnel. And we cut to a training scene with Diggle and Oliver fighting with uh, short staffs. Oliver is teaching even veteran soldier John some new tricks, apparently. Yeah. Um, Ollie is preparing his next mission uh, from his list, a guy named Scott Morgan who runs Water and Power in the Glades and is so ruthless he raises prices until people can't pay him and will shut them off you know, in freezing weather or whatever. No, No scruples about it. Yeah. John is suggesting for something the Arrow should look into, and of course it's the bank heist that we just watched, but Oliver uh, says he isn't about fighting the street crime. He's going after only people on Dad's list and the upper echelon criminals that he sees as the disease, while the thieves are just a symptom. Diggle persists, but Ollie is unmoved, and we finally get a flashback to the island, and suddenly Ollie is surprised by his dead father. And they just... (laughs) go to break and let us chill on that for a minute. Yep. Uh, back to Starling City, and it's the Tommy and Laurel show. And <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, great. He wants to leave work to fly away to Coast City. Name drops Dinner at it. Broom's, that's what he says. That's uh, to, to yeah, uh, it. That would probably be a reference to uh, so it was Gil Kane and John Broom that did uh, Green Lantern, right? In okay, the 60s.
0: No, my <laughs> DC pay grade. I not
1: know.
0: <laughs> Um. Yeah, fly away to Co City to uh, frolic and fuck because millionaire's son. But uh, Laurel is not impressed by Rich <laughs> as her legal aid office just lost its biggest fundraiser. So Tommy slinks off with his expensive cock between his legs. <laughs> I had too much coffee when I wrote this one over to queen family time. And and mom is raving about Carter Bowen. The son Moira always wishes she had. Apparently uh, she's planning a dinner party with the Bowens and demands. The kids must be there. Uh, Diggle calls and tells Ollie that Scott Morgan tried to kill himself. And Tommy shows up and wants to do rich guy stuff. Um, Speedy comes out and keeps Tommy company. And he asks the, uh, how not to be a rich douchebag. Uh, <laughs> gives him some girl facts, and he departs. Uh, Ollie arrives at the hospital. The wife of the shot cop comes up and thanks him and Diggle for getting him the best medical care, which Ollie didn't know he was doing. <laughs> uh, D- Diggle takes the opportunity to kind of drive home the point that, hey, there are a lot of other people being victimized that could use the, the hooded help. Yep. And uh, the lesson is not lost on Ollie, and he agrees to go after the Royal Flush Gang. And we get some. Uh, I found this funny rewatching this. We get some pre Felicity detective work. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, Ollie and Diggle in a, in a musty old arrow cave at the, at the bottom of the factory there. <laughs> and uh, Ollie is, uh, runs off for some aggressive interrogating. Actually, he's going to snoop in the police department. He goes all ninja and he's borrowing some files. Borrowing. Um, yeah. Back at Laurel's legal group, and here's Tommy again offering to give a fundraiser for the office. Uh, Laurel Laurel tells him no, as she feels like he's just trying to get into her knickers again. Mm. And then her friend at the office encourages, nay, demands that Laurel takes one for the team if necessary. <laughs> Fucked him before. Fuck him now. We're talking money. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. Way to go, friend. Good looking out. Back at the Diggle and Queen Detective Agency, the duo are are zeroing in on their suspects. They realize the gang had an inside person in the bank robbery as well. Ollie shows up for the horrible family dinner with the Bowens, and after the soap clears, we're back with the Royal Flush Gang again, getting ready for another heist. Ollie is saved by Diggle, and he leaves dinner to arrow up. The SCPD has been deployed and the robbers turn things into a gun battle and Oliver joins the fray, but they all escape and the cops turn their attention to him, of course, but he ninjas himself away. Of course. The gang, which is also a family, actually is all like, what? Mom and dad want to quit because vigilantes, but the kids are like, hey, we're not rich enough yet. So we agree to one more score and famous last words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dig and Ollie are lying to Felicity and getting her to hack some info for him. A running theme in the CW shows, get your a- hacker friend. Yeah, do a couple a
1: more episodes of, of, the, of the
0: lies. They learn that one of the gang is uh, used to work for Ollie's dad, who was apparently an asshole boss. Uh, back to Island, ghost dad flashback. Dad's like, get up, you miserable kid, and start checking off my list or kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Uh, starving Ollie tries to shoot himself with the ghost gun. Tommy and Laurel are working on the fundraising stuff, and Laurel is all like, you're just trying to bang me again, aren't you? And he says, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. But I'm trying to be a nicer guy about it. Soapy lovey-dovey, can someone shoot something with someone, please? Yeah. Uh, it was just my notes. <laughs> he goes to meet with Reston and apologizes for his father's bad employing. He basically lets him know... Um, he should quit this life of crime, and Ali actually offers him a job, but dumb fuck says, Pride, and I'd rather yeah. get shot by your arrows. Of course. Yeah. As he leaves, Ollie puts a bug on him. Ollie goes to the fundraiser but has Diggle wired for sound to listen in on the gang, and Carter Bowen comes in and social justice warriors Laurel away from Tommy rich doctor man can't compete sorry even if you are just rich uh, Moira reads Ollie the riot act for his disappearing act saved by Diggle again the heist is on and Ollie has to leave and mom's being kind of a jerk about it the gang chloroforms a guard breaks into the bank vault surprise you've got company fighty fighty shooty shooty and Ollie takes him down one of them uh, rushes the guard and gets shot it's daddy royal Flush who's obviously dying flashback and of course the hallucination gun does not kill him <laughs> and then ghost dad confesses to ollie that he wasn't a good guy and ollie is like how the fuck am i supposed to get off the island there ghost dad and
1: oh man now i want to like intercut bill cosby from ghost oh no <laughs> dad in there
0: i thought we could go at least 20
1: oh you see Ollie yeah
0: he had his own knowledge of island poisons didn't he to a degree and, of course, Ghost Dad is like, how the fuck am I supposed to know I'm dead? Man up. Uh, Rustin dies right before the help gets there, of course, and the gang is captured. Back at the fundraiser, Tommy is sad because he's not a rich doctor and the helps people, and Thea comes over and drunkenly hits on Tommy, but he's all like, uh, you're like my sister, and Ollie would probably kill me. Oh. Ollie would definitely kill you. Laurel goes outside to. And some mate say he he does. Laurel goes outside to see Tommy caring for puking Thea, and Laurel, uh, Laurel tells him to get over the the green jealousy monster. Uh that she was just you know basically using her womanly wiles on this guy for money as she did with Tommy. Mm-hmm. No judgment. Back at HQ, Ollie is bummed because Reston died. And even though under other circumstances, it probably would have been Ali Ollie killing him. <laughs> but scene, our last scene is a flashback. Uh, well, almost last scene, Ollie waking up and he's about to feed another page of dad's notebook into the fire. And he discovers invisible ink with the names of the list. And he makes his vow to survive and fight his uh, right his father's wrongs. There we go. And Ollie goes back home to make peace with Mom and they all go for a burger together which I have to assume was a Big Belly Burger which is the oh, yeah. constant was... in all of the universes. Yes, Big Belly Burger. <laughs> and that's it. I had a little too much uh, Tommy Laurel stuff for my taste, yeah. but I know where it's going so I know why that was necessary now. you know, uh, we, we need to get to like Tommy more and, and have uh, Laurel have somebody since uh, Ollie's just off fighting and and then um, seducing interns Uh, or something. (laughs) Sorry, Felicity, IT specialists. Um, So, you know, that's all I got here.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty straightforward episode. Uh, It's important, though, because it's Diggle being – Diggle's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's trying to push Ollie to – kind of get away from the dogmatic point that he's at with just looking at the the list and realizing that there's other stuff going on if you if you really want to be a hero then you kind of have to take a look at everything
0: yeah it has like it often does it has parallel turning points you know in the flashback and in in the present and then ollie decides to be more of the this the fight the the symptoms as well as the disease yeah um, and on the island, he decides to live, and and said, so "This is pretty much when he decides finally to to be the not be the arrow, but do whatever the arrow is, is going to end up doing eventually." <laughs> yeah, once he acquires the, uh, the 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 lifetime set of skills, like, like <laughs> Neeson. <laughs> yeah. So that was good, and Royal Flesh Gang, as I said, a very dense episode, and um, as I said, the, the, the relationship aside, um, I'm a bit creepy old man for saying that uh, Thea is even hotter when she's drunk.
1: Uh, um, uh, she, Thea, Thea has has not done anything for me. <laughs> no? Just, no, not at all.
0: No, Well, the character didn't at first, I mean, and she's meant to just kind of be bratty, fucked up, you know, little sister.
1: Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. In regards to that's not what I would be, yeah, <laughs> be going for in terms of looks, anyway. You know, but, I'm, I'm fairly easy at my age. <laughs> I'll oh appreciate well, anything yeah. Of beauty. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of get the feeling she's probably like that in real life too. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I could just be talking out my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be willing uh, to take the chance to find out.
0: That's guess like, what I'm saying. Well, I'm good. Gonna, Somebody gonna has to risk. I'll take that bullet for the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good to get back into these though, man. I, I missed our, our Shield and, and CW DC,
1: uh, and, and I do apologize for our audience again for making you wait for so long for them. That's all right. We're we're gonna be gonna be back on that train for a while because yeah. we need to we need to get caught up. There's there's a lot of places we. We want to get to and, and talk and stuff that happens on these shows that I want to talk about. So, hey,
0: well, man, I still got people bugging me to be on our Supergirl shows. So, <laughs> uh, Mike Zuma wants to be on. Uh, uh, he told me the the episodes, um, so I got to start posting our schedule. Again. All right, all right. I promise. I mean, we we will definitely get the here and all kinds of folks, uh, and maybe Murph as well. If he wants to be on the show, it's you know we're not allowed to refuse anybody that emails us now. I think we pretty much set that rule. No. <laughs> so Yeah. The precedent is in place. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want on Murph, we'll we'll have you and uh, enjoying your show. Definitely. Uh, That's it for another weekly heroics folks, I guess. And um, we're going to continue with these for a while. We actually do have some other projects that may come out at the same time as this. Um, If I can kick myself in the editing ass to do that. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I'm not even going to tease him anymore because God laughs. So just stay <laughs> <Yes>. tuned. <laughs>
2: Bye now. Bye. Hey, everybody. Magnus here. I do a show called Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, wherein I talk about comics, movies, and TV shows. But let's cut the crap, all right? Mostly I spend most of my time talking about comics because, honestly, comics are my first love. So, beginning in March 2017, I'm gonna change things up a little bit. I'm gonna be joined by Rebecca Johnson to talk about Harry Potter movies. Three. Three Harry Potter movies. Rebecca Johnson will be joining in to discuss The Sorcerer's Stone, The Chamber of Secrets, and The Prisoner of Azkaban. But that's not all that's going on. Also joining in is Professor Allen to talk about the three Chris Nolan Batman movies. Yes, indeedy, we're hashing through Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Six episodes, six movies, two guest hosts, one regular host, which is to say me, Magnus, and the fun starts on March 7th, 2017 only at twotruefreaks.com, or iTunes, or whichever obscure Japanese webpage that syndicates my show without my authorization for some reason. I don't really have a problem with that, you understand? It's just, it's kind of weird. That's all I'm saying. But whatever. Six movies. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Batman Begins, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dark Knight, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and the Dark Knight Rises. You got that this mega-series is starting in March, right? Just making sure.